Hey, podcast friends. If you love our podcast and want to help support us to continue making cool shit, consider joining our Patreon community. Get early access to each episode, a monthly hangout on Zoom, custom answers to your questions in exclusive Patreon videos, and much, much more. Head on over to patreon.com slash conversations with creators to become a patron today. Your support means the world to us. Now on to the episode. It's one of the fantastic things about being an artist. It's, it's like you, you're going to be blessed with these different ideas. And, you know, I love thinking about the meaning behind different words, like the word genius, like where the mm. word genius actually comes from is this idea of, of literally like spirits speaking ideas into you, like um, like ideas coming, you know, we, we've had those experiences where it, it feels like the idea just came to you, right? A light bulb moment. Yeah. Light bulb moment. Yeah. So it's like you being blessed as the vessel for these ideas to come through. Yeah. Right. We say like you have passion or is it rather that passion has you? The approach to making kind of fantastical elements feel real. And I think you just covered it is like you start with the face so that you see a, you see a creature, you see a person, you see, you see the soul of what you're making so you can have a relationship with it. Like, that's so cool. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Cause like when you can feel it, there's, uh, there's always a point in the process where I can feel like, like a life force coming through, mm. you know, I'm really reminded of what, uh, Michelangelo said is like that he would chip away the stone to reveal the angel that he could see underneath, you know? Yeah. So there's a, there's definitely a revealing element that, uh, that happens, you know? So the big question is this, how are creators like us who aren't built for the nine to five, for the people who put their passion before them being comfortable? How do we turn that passion into a living that pays the bills and a life that we love? That is the question. This podcast will give you the answers. My name is Noah Mittman, and welcome to Conversations with Creators. Welcome back to Conversations with Creators. I am your host, Noah Mittman, and joining me today is the incredibly talented uh, illustrator, painter, everything around that, Matt Mays. Welcome to the show, buddy. Uh, thank you. Thank you so much for having me, Noah. And I have to acknowledge and be grateful for like how far that I've gotten with your coaching. Cause oh, yeah. I was coaching with you for quite some time. And man, the strides that I was able to make to to get to the point where I am, I'm at right now. Just super happy. So That's yeah, awesome. always- yeah, I was doing uh, I was doing creative business coaching with Matt and uh, for for a couple of years, right? It was, I think it was for a couple of years, maybe a year and a half. Or two, yeah. Something like that. Check yeah. out and make sure he was on, on, uh, on task and, and reaching his goals. And man, it's, I, I love hearing that. That's awesome. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Mad respect. <laughs> so let's dive into that. Let's dive in. So tell me about, I think we've talked about it a little bit, but tell me about your journey of getting into the world of mythical art and what initially drew you to that genre. Yeah, uh, absolutely. So I've always loved art since I was seven years old and have have always been huge, a huge fan of storytelling in all different forms, whether it was video games, uh, movies, TV shows, what have you. 
you know, and always been like a very big reader, you know, so I read a lot of books and had a lot of books read to me when I was very young. But where I really got started was with uh, video games. <laughs> where, uh, there was this one day in particular where my best friend at the time and I were playing Legend of Zelda, uh, Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time, still one of the all-time greatest, greatest games ever made. And we were taking a break. We go up to his attic and he presents me with a pencil and paper I'd, you know, I'd never drawn before right and i have the cover of the mario 64 game in my hand and i just felt so inspired seeing the cover with uh, mario with this flying cap and the castle in the background so i you know i attempted to emulate the lines on the cover right i just yeah. felt this incredibly euphoric feeling that i'd never felt before that it's really never left since then just that pure joy of creativity. That's really when I fell in love with drawing when I was oh, yeah. seven years old, you know, and just have always been chasing that feeling in so many different forms, you know? So I've, I've, uh, I've experimented with airbrush. I've been to school for media arts and animation. So, you know, got some experience with 3d modeling, which was also really mind blowing. <laughs> when I was like, Oh my God, I can build things in 3d on the computer. You know, but uh, but after a while, I really found my way back to my first love of illustration. That's really where my heart is. And it was uh, a number of years ago, in particular, that I watched the Power of Myth interviews with yeah. Joseph Camp and Bill Moyers on Netflix. That uh, that really kind of lit the the pilot light for me. Um, so I, you know, I've like had mythic figures kind of show up in, uh, in my art subconscious, but that was really the point where I was like, there was something very real and substantial and there's a purpose behind this, you know? And I, I felt compelled more than any other point in my life that, uh, that art and storytelling for me were meant to go together and that I'm meant to mm. bring through this symbolic, beautiful, vast world of myth through the art. And, um, you know, one of the first things I, I realized was just how, um, how underrepresented it seems in the art world. Right. Yeah. I mean, we have all, we have these different genres that come out of mythology, you know, uh, we have fantasy, we have sci-fi and, uh, it's like, you know, derivative from mythology. But for me, I'm like, where's where are the people who like uh, describe themselves as mythic artists? You know, like where are the people who are going straight back to these mythic figures? And you know, so I, I that's what I love to do. You know, that's why I feel yeah. my, my calling is, and I love being able to pour my curiosity into the craft through. Like I've always just been a very, very curious person. You know, I love to think about how things work and symbolism and meaning and spirituality, being able to, to make the art really a prism for them and to be able to connect with others in that way. Hmm. You know, that's one of the reasons why I love archetypal is because they're representative of 
parts of ourselves, of part of the parts of the human psyche. And so when you can really depict that for people in a way that they can connect with, like one of the most powerful things that you can do with art is have it be a way for people to find themselves within the art and have it yeah. reflect back, you know? That's what good art does. That's what, yeah, because then, I mean, you're, you're able to help that person see something within themselves through what you're able to create. And that's just a magnificent thing to be able to do. I'm just incredibly humbled to be able to connect with people in that way. I mean, that's why, I think that's why art of all kinds is so important and so needed because it exactly that experience it helps you find yourself it helps you you know everybody's got their favorite things in life and that is art and so for you to be on the journey to help people have that experience is just like it's the only it's it's actually it's funny it reminds me of uh there's a tattoo i want to get i don't really get text a lot but i do want to get the saying a life lived for art is never a life wasted Oh man, yes, I love it. Isn't that so good? It's a it's a Macklemore line, and it just has stuck with me so long. Yeah. By the way, I've asked the origin story question to so many people, and I think that was the best like storytelling and like and and uh, <laughs> setup of setup like of the spark that I've ever heard. <laughs> good job. Thank you. Thank you. Well, man, it's I love I love being able to answer that. Thank you so much for asking. Yeah, absolutely. So how do you, you know, obviously dive the, the mythical kind of creatures and, and stories have very deep cultural and historic roots. How do you research and get the inspiration for your artwork that, you know, when you decide to take on a myth? Well, yeah, I'll find inspiration. Well, I'll find research really wherever I can. And I'll want to, uh, I'll want to like, you know, cross, what is it? Like cross analyze, whatever, uh, between different sources, because one thing that you got, that we got to be aware of is that, uh, that there's like the original stories that like there's the original translation of meaning and, and, you know, like the substance within it. Right. And there's also, uh, derivatives, right. There's also, like people, you know, like it, like the meanings have changed over time. Or more to put it more accurately, like people have arbitrarily decided to change the meanings over time. So you got to be really careful with certain mm. things, right? So uh, that's where a lot of my uh, my own kind of spiritual and religious journey has kind of informed me because I, you know, I grew up Christian, and I remember when I first got to Colorado, I. You know, I bounced around between different churches and there's, I oscillated between like feeling that really uh, genuine connection and that joy from, uh, from being in that experience and being, uh, being Christian, you know, having that God connection. Right. Yeah. But simultaneously this, uh, I don't know what else to call it, a disease, you know, that feeling of disease. Yeah. And I felt like I, I can't really reconcile this with this and I have to figure this out. Right. Where do you think that but, came from? Well, I know, ex I know exactly where it came from. It came from the psychological ties to an institution, which is attempting to point to a thing, but in itself is 
incomplete and yeah. um, and full of fancy in a lot of ways, right? And by choosing which parts of the Bible you want to actually live by and not others and all this just yeah, crap. Like, well, it's kind of ironic. Like the, this, like you'll see how church leaders, like people, you know, they'll like cherry pick different parts of the Bible. Yeah. But ironically, stepping outside of it, you have to be careful which parts of the Bible you really absorb because there are some which have been placed there intentionally because it's like, there's a lot of really good wisdom and a lot of nourishment and um, and things that you can actually gain from the Bible, like really true. Yeah. You know, there a lot. There's a lot of really good substance there, but there's also a lot of crap. You know, and so you gotta you gotta watch out. But so to round that out, I'll never forget. There was this one day where I was stumbling around on YouTube and I found this video, this guy, I think his name was Ray, uh, Ray Hagen. So anyway, he's very into Egypt, very into the Kemet and, you know, whether you take his interpretation or not, whatever, you know. So what I discovered in a video, what he showed, he went to Egypt. He went to the pyramids. He saw all this iconography and he took pictures of their uh, they, you know, their statues and their vignettes and all that type of stuff. And so he kind of compared that with the Bible. It's like, hey, look, they have the, the Trinity over here and they have all the, the stuff over here, just like in the Bible. And so my being able to see that and be open to that with the state of being that I was in, which was like, I really want to know. Like, I, yeah. I really want to know, like, what the hell is going on here? You know, um, so my being able to see that with my own eyes, I realized, well, I don't have to like believe what I thought I had to believe anymore. And so that really yeah. led me path through um, the door of, well, it's either, you know, it's all real or it's all bullshit. And at the time, I, don't know, I was just, I was happy to not have to, you know, be bound to what I thought I had to believe anymore. So, yeah, yeah. That's the yeah. big thing that I found, honestly, is like, there's so much you know how much how much fighting and and bloodshed over the years over like which religion is correct i'm like by the way it's all the same shit (laughs) language language is it's just it's just semantics it's semantics it's it's all the same idea be a good person live a good life and live you know whether it by the way whether it's it's religion or spirituality like i i Pretty, I'm pretty against organized religion in general because I think it's done more harm than good. But I'm very spiritual, so like I get, you know, I have my own thing. But like, yeah, hundred percent. If when you see similar stories in different religions, you're like, there's no right answer. It's all the same stuff. Oh, oh, absolutely, absolutely. So, yeah. So after that, I became very, uh, admittedly very atheistic, and I was. <laughs> yeah, yeah, makes sense. I think about. I've grown like, more atheist over like, time. I will say. Yeah, what's that? I've grown more atheist over time. I just, I, you know, I, knew. I really do. <laughs> so, um, so I've what I found though was that, that I couldn't find like the the nourishment. I mean, it's still yeah. like the idea to me. Uh, it's almost like not with having, relationship with yourself, or not having, yeah, like not having the idea of like not having a soul or a spirit was just. Mm-hmm. 
it's just inconceivable to me. You know, um, yeah, I just had through life experience. I just I know otherwise, right? I've I've experienced right. otherwise, and so I started paying attention to people who I recognized weren't like fire and brimstone type Christians, whatever, mentioning God, talking about God, and yeah, um, and that kind of opened my end up a little bit, and I went. Like, well, is there something that perhaps they know that I don't quite understand yet, you know? But what it really took is having experiences from that state that that I couldn't explain with my logical mind. Hmm. At the time, I was very much a person where if I, if I couldn't wrap my mind around it, then it, like, didn't exist. Like, I wouldn't, you know, pay any... any credence i wouldn't pay any attention to it you know yeah that's i had to be open to things that were beyond what i could explain or what i mm. could see other people could logically explain and realized that if if you think what's real is based on what you can understand that's a very bottom-up way of looking at the world because the reality of the world and the magnificence and the vastness of the world does not diminish itself to our understanding. We have to expand ourselves to understand it. Love that. I love that. You know? Yes. Well, that's exactly right. Realizing that. So in realizing that from taking that point of view, then it's like, well, I want to expand and I and I really, you know, I really want to understand. So going back to that, <laughs> I know I've Gone on the no, I love, dude. I that's why I love this. It's just like man, we're talking, I have my questions, but I just like conversations. Yeah. <laughs> so back to inspiration. No, no, it is. I mean, yeah. it's all, that's it, at a basic at a basic form. Mythology uh, does dive a lot into spirit and religion. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, and yeah, and that's what that's what really made me fall in love with it is because. You can. It's a container for all these different, uh, different wisdom traditions. It's the, it's a container for all of the storytelling, all of the. I mean, it's just so. When it's just so badass, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, so so that curiosity, and the immensity, and you know the vibrance for it, and really my innate love of finding meaning within things it's all yeah it's all there you know mythology just it every yeah it's just it's just all right there all stories forever that, there's mystery like it just keeps going yeah yeah so it'll be a lifetime pursuit oh oh big time big time so with that yeah with that point of view it's like i wanted to simultaneously do justice to each one of the figures i want to research like what like who is this figure like what do they represent what else may be related i've i've always been a person that i love to like connect the dots between different things so if i find some some substantial meaning of in this field or here and, and tie this in you know i want it i want the art to be a vessel for that so people can simultaneously feel and see multiple different things that all contribute to this whole ensemble that this figure represents. Yeah. So I'm not just like, oh, 
you know, this figure represents this. I'm going to, you know, it's a, whatever that uh, Lakshmi wealth, like, yeah, just a bunch of quint. Like, no, yes, but also all this, you know, all this meaning in the characteristic way that, um, that I feel it coming through. And it's one of the fantastic things about being an artist is it's like you, you're going to be blessed with these different ideas. And, you know, I love thinking about the meaning behind different words, like the word genius, like where the mm. word genius actually comes from is this idea of, of literally like spirits speaking ideas into you, like, um, like ideas coming, you know, we, we've had those experiences where it, it feels like the idea just came to you, right? A light bulb moment. Yeah. Light bulb moment. Yeah. So it's like you being blessed as the vessel for it, these ideas to come through. Yeah. Right. So I love, I, I love what Jason Silva says on, on this whole thing of like, it's exactly that. Like you're, you're just the vessel for, and that's, that's the thing. That's why like spirituality, I, I, that's the thing kind of atheist, but also very much believe in the power of spirit, the power of, you know, basically the clo my closest, like avatar is, I think the closest I can say to like what I, like we're connected to everything. It's vibrations. It's all that. But when you open yourself up to be willing to get ideas, they strike and it comes like, where the hell does that come from? You know, like did you, it, it's, you've accepted it and it's just this kind of unknowable, but you get to now bring it into the world and make it a thing, which is the coolest, the coolest thing ever. It is, it is. And when you really are open to that, the way I like to think of it is it's like, in a way, it's like the ideas chose you for- Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. You know, to come through, you know? And it's like we- been blessed with the idea. Blessed with the idea. Or, or we could say the energy that comes through as well. Like you yeah. say, we say like you have passion or is it rather that passion has you? Is it rather that intelligence has you? Is it rather- You're going to be that... just the walking soundbite on this thing, man. <laughs> Epic. Yeah. You have passion or does passion have you? Because passion is definitely a thing that some people don't have. Yeah. Or that it hasn't, it hasn't, they haven't allowed themselves or seeked out having a relationship with passion yes because when you have that it's like it's i mean it is it is like you're possessed with something i mean possessed with something in a beautiful way right and it gets you up at 5 a.m excited to get to work yeah <laughs> um uh valena would be uh she'd be tripping out i i, I talk about COVID <laughs> all the all the time she'd oh my god she'd probably She's so patient. She well, anyways, <laughs> she knows. <laughs> she knows I love. I'm a huge, huge fan of Kobe Bryant, and I became yeah. a fan as after he he died. And I watched this uh, this interview where he talked about just how how damn much this man loved basketball, like truly, you know, oh, yeah. like since very, very, very young, and the way that. Just about every single thing in his life funneled into his love of basketball and becoming the best basketball or he could possibly be. Oh, he was an absolute like he had a he had a, a master's degree in basketball, basically. Oh, 
Oh my god! I mean, so I saw that. Now, what? Watch that interview. That um, that changed me. You know, that was mm. inspirational. I mean, beyond inspirational to me because, like, when he talks about the obsession, the obsession with the crafts, right? Not just you're interested, not just like no, but like when you were all in, man. You know, and I saw that, and I'm like, you know what? Fuck yeah, I am obsessed. I am obsessed to be the best painter, the best artist, the best storyteller, all of that, that I can possibly be, you know, yeah. and like how far you can go when you follow that obsession to the absolute degree, the absolute, yeah, the absolute length that you can go. Yeah. That reminds me of the quote, uh, find what you love and let it kill you. Yeah. Right. Like absolutely. there's no better, there's no better, better way to live life. Then no. just absolutely no. putting everything in until you're dead because you've done so much. Truly, and and for for those who um, for those who might not be as familiar with Kobe Bryant, this is a guy who, like all the other players, they would talk about his work ethic, right? And oh I yeah, talk, Mamba mentality, Mamba mentality. Like he would be like they would be at the club, he would be at the gym. They would be up at like nine a.m. He would be up literally at three. Same with Jordan, by the way. Right? Oh yeah, and and that's why they were so connected too. Literally, Kobe that called Michael Jordan his big brother, right? Wow. So, yeah, and so when he first came into the NBA, he went to what he called Goat Mountain, right? He went to he went to Goat Mountain. He talked to Michael Jordan. He talked to Magic Johnson. He talked to all these guys. Like, what do you do? What's your level of detail? All that stuff. He just and yeah. like dead focused, dead focused, right? It's like, wow, like so. Um, so uh, so my, my son, he's a big sports fan. He's, you know, he loves sports, loves all kinds of sports. And we have this, uh, we have the sports shop, uh, literally a like a, a short walk away. And yeah. I saw this black there. I don't, you know, I haven't been as into sports as he is. He loves sports. And, um, and I saw this plaque and it was a Kobe Bryant, a uh, rookie card and oh, a man. picture of from behind, like waving to the crowd. I'm like, like, okay, Papa's that's, that's who Papa. <laughs> <laughs> and so I have this plaque hanging in my studio I call it uh, my studio, which is uh, half study, half studio. It's like I got got the mamba watching me light yep. a good fire in the ass to work hard and make that make that shit happen. So the art in the back, uh, I want to get more, but the first one that I got was is exactly that. So it's the yeah, holding on to a rocket ship because that's what I want my business, my life, my everything to feel like. I want it to just be like this fucking let's go. Always, always improving, always reaching the next level. Uh, that mentality, it's a mentality to see every single day and have that, you know, manifested basically. That's it. I love That's it, man. It. I love it. <laughs> I want to, I want to basically, when we get the, the, the log house, when we build our dream home, uh, I'm basically going to buy out the entire site of uh, this from, it's called Iconic. 
I K O N I K, I believe, so, something similar to that. But their artwork that the, that's from Iconic, and it's just the dopest shit. Like, it's all that mentality. I just want to be surrounded by the right mentality constantly. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So speaking of that, walk me through. So like you got, you get the inspiration, you get the, you know, you, you get excited. Talk to me about your creative process from kind of caught from when it, the idea channels itself through you to completion. What does that look like? Absolutely. So I'll, I mean, I'll start with curiosity. That's the spark. That's the, you know, finding keeping my antennas open to inspiration, like, you know, going through different research and, you know, writing a, a lot of things down and I'll take that and then I'll go to the sketch. I'll use like a little, you know, a piece of paper or something like that. And I'll, I'll get a good enough idea of what it is that I want to put onto the, the full piece. Right. And with that sketch, I can go pretty detailed. I'll, I'll my, goals for that are the composition and me mm. like any you know my new detail that i think might be important and that's my favorite part of the process really is composition because that allows me to direct the eyes it allows me to uh place the different elements in there that i want to very quickly so then i'll take that sketch and then i'll make a, a grid out of it i'll put mm. that grid on canvas so like say i've got a 36 by 48 inch piece which my first big series the edge of myth series is all 36 by 48 inch canvas so it's yeah it was pretty key to measure for that so and to have yeah yeah so once i have that grid on there then i'll take that outline and i'll i'll replicate that onto the canvas as accurately as I can with the pencil. And then once that once that's laid out, then I'll start in with the acrylic paint. I usually, you know, I typically use acrylic paint. I've started bringing an airbrush. Uh, pretty soon, I'm, I'm going to start bringing in some translucent oils. I've even played with. Uh, I've started playing with watercolor a little bit. Oh, dude, I would love to see a watercolor from you. Oh, sure. Yeah. Well, one thing I'm. One thing I really enjoy about it, it is that it's, um, it's like you can, you, you can play with gradients in an interesting way, you know? Yeah. It's, it's watercolor, right? It's not, it's like, it's, it's like coolest. Yeah. So, you, <laughs> so, so you can, I'll tell you one thing I like to do. I'll, I'll start with like a dab over here and then I'll just push that paint out towards the edges. So you'll have like the, uh, the most opaque part over here than the most translucent part over here. So I've already figured out how to do that with the watercolors, right? It's like translating one one skill to another. You know, again, like crossing fields, like started with drawing. I know how to do line work and how to do shading, all that stuff. And uh, start with it. Then I've self-taught acrylic. I've never taken a painting class. I've never taken a like honest to God painting class. Right. It's wild. So acrylics, watercolor. Uh, Has it just been like YouTube University, basically? <laughs> I mean, yeah. YouTube, well, YouTube, books. Um, yeah. But when you have 
when you have an idea of like what something should look like, which mm. I've, you know, I've like honed myself over many, many years with drawing. Yeah, I was going to say, you have to be able to see it in your head very clearly, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Or subconsciously too, right? Like, yeah. you know, know how to do shady. Sometimes I'll fucking forget that I know how to do something and I'll just like get to it and I'll be like, oh yeah, I know how to shit. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I got that with editing all the time. <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, I know, I know how oh, to yeah. do this. Yeah, I've done this. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, so going back to the, the process question, I've got two journals, which are really important. And one of them is for studying the masters. And so I've got a list of we're talking about goat mountain here. Okay, this is my goat mountain. It's like I have I it. Yeah, man. Did you get I've been... Oh yeah. So um, so I've got. I'll start with my foundational four, my four most inspirational artists, right? And I've been inspired by many different artists, but these are the big four for me. One is Alex Gray, visionary artist Alex Gray. Uh, love his detail. Love his mission. Love every, everything in his art. Um, Salvador Dali, surrealist master, you know, um, the so famous clocks, the famous clocks. Yep. So everybody loves the, knows the clocks, uh, <laughs> Frank Frazetta, who's like pioneer in American fantasy and sci-fi. I mean, you could say he, he's like the godfather of fantasy mm -hmm. and sci-fi art in the U S and the fourth one is Luis Royo, who is a Spanish artist. And he does a lot of stuff with like women and monsters and, um, you know, it's like dark fantasy, right? And I've always kind of had a taste for the dark stuff, which that uh, like, oh, this guy's so spiritual. Yeah. I like me some dark shit <laughs> too, you know, <laughs> but, <laughs> but it goes hand in hand. Yeah. I mean, up and down, right. But the yin yang. What I love. Yes. And what I love about his art is the highlights, the vividness of what he creates. It's just, it, it's just superb. I mean, you look at the gleam on the steel, the highlights in the hair is just magnificent. I mean, I, I literally, I haven't seen another visual artist, like traditional visual artists do that before. So he uses yeah. a combination of acrylic, airbrush, oils, and sometimes some watercolors. Anywho, back to the journal. What I'll do is I'll select different pieces of theirs and I'll study it. So I'll look at the composition. I'll look at the type of material that they used. I'll look at the shading, all that stuff. And I'll, you know, I'll deconstruct it. I'll say like, what do I notice about this? Let me spend time with this piece and see, uh, and write down what is it that stands out? Most importantly, what is what stands out that I can then implement into my own art? What can I absorb and put back out through my crafts that I want to be there, right? Because when we see an amazing piece of art for the very first time, it's like, you know, your mind is blown. Like the, the way I like to put it, it's like you have that awe, like you, your mind dilates to account for what is coming in, right? You say, oh, yeah. God. you know? So then the more times that you look at that, it, it's, you know, you don't feel like, like you did the first time, but you can be analytical about it. You can look yeah. at that art, you're like, what do I notice? Like what actually stands out? What is 
you know, where's the clarity, where's the focus, all that type of stuff. And so when you can write that down, when you can document that, then you can retain it. You don't have to remember it. You can go back to that journal that, oh, okay, this is what, this is what a royal piece looks like and why, mm. right? So that's the first journal. The second journal is a creative, uh, creative session journal. So I'll, I'll like write down what's happening in my sessions. So say I discover a new technique or, um, you know, something comes through and I want to capture that. I'll, I'll write that down like as specific as, well, <laughs> I'll tell you, okay. I'll tell you a story about, <laughs> uh, about my, my Freya piece. What, yeah. what I consider my finest work and, oh, by the way, I just found this out yesterday, apparently. So I entered this into the uh, beautiful, bizarre magazine, Raymore Art Prize some time ago. And, and uh, while I didn't win the grand prize, I just found out yesterday that I'm actually featured on their website, like for wow. art design. Yeah, dude, I was, oh my God, I was so excited. I was That's so almost better. Yeah, dude. So, so Freya, Freya's getting her due. Oh my god, dude, that's oh, dope. Everybody Freya. loves Freya. Everybody loves Freya. Yeah, but just had to mention that real quick. Anywho, that's a big win. Oh, yeah. Celebrate that! Hell yeah! Oh. Ah. <laughs> I'm stoked. Anyways, so uh, while I was creating that piece, I you know I start with the face. The, the face is like the most, um, you know, you have to. It allows me to see a presence, to feel a presence mm -hmm. coming through the artwork. Like I want to feel like there's a real person coming through that art and staring back at me. When I can capture that feeling, then I know, I mean, I feel like I'm doing my job at that point, yeah. right? So I did the face, did her face first and went through a lot of different iterations, but finally arrived where she is. Um, so I was working on the neck, right? And this is one of those moments where it's like, like I, I actually like forgot <laughs> shade. <laughs> I like forgot that. So, so I'm balancing, um, musculature, skin tone, lighting, all this, all these different considerations. Right. And I kept doing this technique like this, like trying to, trying to push around the paint from side to side it just was not working at all and i was getting so pissed off um and this was like 20 some hours in right that i just on the neck like just trying yeah. to figure the neck again well not self-taught figuring this stuff or it's self-taught not no painting class figuring this yeah. stuff out so i put down that brush and i stepped away from for a moment and i picked up another brush i got a round brush and intuitively what i did was i took a dab of of the black paint and i put that on the canvas i took that brush and then i wet it and then i dried it off some with the paper towel and then instead of going side to side i did a straight on motion like this went like that and lo and behold hallelujah it did exactly what I wanted it to do. I was able to achieve smooth shading with that. And I was just absolutely uh, exhilarated that I'd discovered that. And so I'm like, well, I am damn sure going to write that down. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right? So I'm not like sp 
So I'm not like spending so many hours in the future. Especially when there's so many techniques, like you have to be able to be, you know, oh, like, keep them, keep them straight. Do you have those saved online anywhere? Um, do you share? Well, what I, what I, <laughs> okay, so I'll tell you what one other thing that I'm working on. Yeah, this got this been on the back burner for a little bit, but I have this thing I've been putting together called the Tome of Tomes, and what that is is it's a compilation of all sorts of different techniques. All like, if you want to paint water, if you want to paint steel, mm. if you want to paint like all the or draw all these different. That's really cool. Yeah, like it's like a, it's like you're basically making a book for techniques. Yes. 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 So, yeah. That. Um, oh man, I'm so grateful I remembered that. I'm so grateful <laughs> to, to talk about that year. Yes. Yeah, so I'm just saying, be- like, if you have like a journal is awesome, but like worst case scenario, right? Like a fire happens, you need to have it on like a Google document or something to where you know it's safe. No, you're totally right. You're totally right. So that's, yeah. Well, Dude, that's well, awesome. <laughs> definitely, definitely going to be digitized. No, I love it. It's actually, it was great because my next question was like the approach to making kind of fantastical elements feel real. And I think you just covered it is like you start with the face so that you see a, you see a creature, you see a person, you see, you see the soul of, what you're making so you can have a relationship with it. Like, that's so cool. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Because, like, when you can feel it, there's uh, there's always a point in the process where I can feel, like, like a life force coming through, mm. you know? I'm really reminded of what uh, Michelangelo said. It's like he, that he would chip away the stone to reveal the angel that he could see underneath, you know? Yeah. So there's, a, there's definitely a revealing element that uh that happens you know it's crazy <laughs> i love it that's uh it just that's what i feel like that's what true creation is is when it's like again you're really like it's revealing itself to you it's and this by the way is something that uh me and matt are completely obsessed with which is flow state <laughs> <laughs> oh that oh, that what the hell is that <laughs> yeah i have no idea I don't talk about it no, at all. Because, <laughs> no, I mean, that's speaking. I mean, and that that's like, it's crazy because that that is speaking of art and spirituality and all this stuff like that. That is the high when you're in flow state, you are at your best potential as a human. That is everything that is positive, everything that is all the energy is being is coming through you into what you're making. And that is just, it's true creation. It's beautiful. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, that segues as well into something that I'm incredibly passionate about and uh, have been really feeling more and more, which is that legacy Mm. that's going to be behind through my life. Yeah. 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 That's that's something I've been focusing on uh, more and more clearly especially really recently it's like one being able to help people unlock that creative aspect within themselves and find that flow state really find that vitality through Mm -hmm. whether it's drawing you know drawing happens to be my my main route or, or painting happens to be my main route being able to 
to tap into that yourself and be able to share it with with other people around you. Like my plan is to leave a global legacy of creativity. That's what I've devoted my life to is to helping people unlock that within themselves uh, through, you know, through whatever your thing is, like whatever your, yeah. your medium. Is. And also as a mythic artist, being able yeah. to really represent myself and be, and be represented at the highest level that I possibly can through mythic art. So I mean, like that's, literally that's what art is. It leaves behind. It is your work that you've put out. It leaves it's it, it's gonna last long after we're all gone. And it is your mark on the world. Uh that's my YouTube channel. That's right. Like that's it's right. so cool that, you know, the kids in, you know, call it twenty, thirty years, even longer, can like see me young and doing what I do. Like all the parkour videos and stuff, like the yeah uh, just the art projects that i that's you can feel the soul of somebody in that and you can feel the soul in your work uh and you get to yeah that's that's why it's just oh, it's i think it's the highest calling is to be a creator that's absolutely and you know imagining your your kids like being able to look back so many years in the future be like oh, yeah these were the these were the steps that daddy took to right. build the empire built yeah 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 we were talking about our businesses before we got on and we all have, we both have some exciting things happening and we're building, building the empire, which it's, I am, uh, yeah. Speaking of which, actually, this is great. This is a good tidbit. Uh, so I have a, uh, a closing song after I close a new client so I can have a minute to like celebrate and, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it is, uh, of course I forget the goddamn name of it. Hold up. <laughs> It used to be Gary V's uh like uh Daily V song, uh like the intro song. Yes. Oh yeah, legendary oh, by Welshley Arms. Yes. Yeah. It just has this big like Oh my god. Hold up, my uh, I, I, fucked up. Just a sec. I can't so much for reminding me of that. I do remember that. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> hey, we're back. All right. Um it just has this big feeling of like of a let you know this is legendary this is we're building something crazy here yes awesome awesome <laughs> but you call them though i just i love that because i hope so hopefully later today i'll be playing that song i have a meeting and hopefully it closes a new client but when you have a tradition it's 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 just setting up like a tradition of of, of celebrating because we need to celebrate as much as possible in life because it's so rare it it happens so so not it happens so infrequently that when you really take the time to celebrate the wins and then they happen more and more, you can feel the momentum building. So that's just what's it it started when uh so it actually changed. It used to be uh, a different song that I closed a client on and it was I went across the street to get a coffee afterwards and that song was playing in the coffee shop and I was like, Oh my god. This is my closing song. This is sick. <laughs> but then I, I have now that worked and it also kind of, it felt good, but it didn't, it, I needed a, a bigger feeling. Cause it was like, cool, this is good for now, but this is not like the level that I want to get to. And legendary feels like the level of, you know, building the dream life. Yes. 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 The, uh, when you can, when you can document that as well, 
Oh yeah. I have a way of celebrating. Yeah. Tell like me, to, tell me. I like to, so I like to, I like to capture different moments and figure out why they happen. So I, so like, uh, I have a handful of people that I'll identify, like have bought a piece of artwork or have attended a workshop or, or whatever, like that transaction has been made with that person and they've gained something from it. Uh, the way, I, the way I like to say, but my term is like a sale is a whale. So by that, I mean, not only do you have like money going to the bank account, you also have a hopefully happy customer, client, whatever, yeah. you know, but you also can have the story of how it happened. So I have this document I call the tales of sales. So I'll document from the point where I've met that person to mm. the interactions that occurred leading up to that person making that purchase and anything beyond that, right? So whether someone bought a, a tapestry, a t-shirt, hoodie, work, you know, went to a workshop, whatever, you know, all that stuff, I'll document how it happened. Then at the bottom of that, we'll say like, what was my relationship like with this person? What can I tell about this person? Like what kind of profession do they have? All that type of stuff, right? Yeah. So I'll start connecting the dots. That's amazing. Because what's better than making one sale is being able to make another sale again and again and again and again and again. Yeah. Because if you can multiple different ways that you can sell to people and you can identify those ways that are super high yield, then you can figure out where to focus your energy. You can figure out like these type of things lead to these types of results. Yep. It's commonly, um, you know, other ways that, you know, it takes a lot of effort, spinning my wheels in the dirt, all that stuff like that. You know, yeah. so we can really hone in like these are the, like when I do this, like this really works really well. Correct. Then, you know, then you can start to hedge your bet. You, you can start to hedge your odds in really intelligent ways, right? Welcome so, to the podcast, aka the School of Entrepreneurship. <laughs> no, I'm exactly the same, man. I'm I'm really focusing my efforts on uh, retainer clients. So it's you know I call it the subscription package because everybody knows what subscriptions are. So monthly content is you know and sure. and not only that but doing contracts written contracts for six months or a year of con of monthly content because that's repeat content. business and hopefully by the end of that six months or a year they'll be happy with the results and they we just continue doing it oh well there you go get your subscribers going man that's that's yeah. the best oh <laughs> another okay now they're really do it Segue. I know this is fantastic. Got it. So, um, so I've been forming this club, uh, which I call the Collector Champion Club. And right now, it's like I've got all the parts and pieces. I, you know, I need a few things to really like set it in motion. But the purpose behind that is really building that following, building that uh, loyalty with people that you know are closest and and you know to support. The art, yeah. the the business over long term, and what that's comprised of is well, anyone who like purchases any sort of thing is eligible to be in it if they want to. So you got perks, discounts, uh, first invites to events. You've got um, studio visits, um, things like that. And I've even 
that I've gotten some help on my website and figured out how to how to do this, where you could even get badges for different things that you purchase on the website, right? So it, so say you're like a member on the website and you buy a, a Freya t-shirt or something, then you could have like a custom badge that I make that really uh, makes you feel like a collective, right? As I say, you got you to catch them all. Yeah, yeah exactly. By all means, yes, catch them, catch them all, right? Um, so, yeah, so then it, it's really a fun way of gamifying the whole process. And yeah. that's something I'm keyed into more and more is like the way the way that we interact with games, you know, the way with the way we love games. So I'd, I'd been yeah, achievements for, yeah, the, I've been wrecked. Yeah. Right. So like, so like in an online game where you do a certain thing and you get an achievement and you could say, you know, you're trying to collect all these achievements. It's yes. It's that same type of mentality, right? Like, Oh, you know, I unlocked the, the thing and the, it's like this cool, uh, rewarding thing, but just had a light bulb moment. Yeah. But the very, this had a light bulb moment. The very I do. And this is, hold up. Hold on. I want to, I just, I, I hate to interrupt you, but it's literally, you said gamify and I, oh my God, I'm going to get, uh, custom coins made for clients that do 12 months of content with us. You see that? <laughs> you hit, you hit your you year go. coin and keep going. Yes. yes. Thing. Oh my god! Like in AA, you get your like chip. Yeah, or I do like a custom coin. That's dope. Anyway, thank Holy you. Holy shit! That's brilliant. <laughs> that's brilliant. Uh, I love it. I was. I. That's that's awesome. I love that. Gamify, man. It's great. Yeah, I agree completely. It makes it so fun for people. It does, and gamifying with a mission as well. So that's really the whole central part. Let's it's like within all the fun, with all within all all the perks and the bells and whistles and goodies and stuff like that, is the intention is to is to build the inner circle of people who are committed to promoting this mission of creativity and self awareness through mythic art, through uh, through spiritual art in the world, you know, and hopefully those those are yeah people who want to go out and spread the word people who want to you know we're going to yeah. bring people in right and so it's like it's just you know to me it's like a, a whole all-around winning situation to have that's great so that it makes know. it fun for them it it uh by the way when people talk about brand like having a brand brand is not a company a brand is an experience and this kind of stuff is what yes. a, is what a brand is built on yes Yes. It's the experience of you, the experience of working with you, the experience of being in your circle, uh, all that stuff. That's I love that so much. It's it's what sets it's what sets uh, you know, the 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 truly great people and companies and and cultures. It's creating culture. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, that's that's a really cool idea. I love that. I love that you're just doing so much with that. It's awesome. Thank you. I'm I'm incredibly excited, and and really, that's going to be such such an a central thing that helps every other thing. And and I'll tell you, well, I'll tell you my number one goal right now, like what my number one aim is, is building that community. It's like building that base of supporters 
who are going to sustain that mission, who are going to sustain quantum keyhole into the future, right? Yeah. So let's just say, you know, like I've spent thanks. I mean, so many thanks to you. I've gotten to this point. Like, got this so much of my marketing figured out. Like, yeah, you're on it now, man. I, I'm very. I'm just. I'm impressed from like. You just, there's so many ideas that you're just at your, you. you're executing on. It's fucking epic. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. And, you know, getting to be represented. Yeah. You know, uh, sorry. There's a fly. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. Beautiful Bizarre Magazine, Rocky Mountain PBS. That was dope. Super yeah, dope. Yeah. Um, all this representation, all the. You should, you know, by the way, put those like moments up in your space. Oh yeah. Like oh, yeah. if you can get the spread on the magazine or whatever, like that's huge. Dude, that's coming too. That's yeah, all like featured by this person, that person, and yeah. the other. Yeah. Um been like I said, developing myself as a salesperson, all this type of stuff. And then I realized what's the one thing that's missing? What's the one thing that makes everything else work? Oh, having like a huge following that are that is made up of people who are enthusiastic about the art, which is, you know, which is definitely happening. There's definitely like yeah. people who are, who are very enthusiastic and, um, you know, I've got, I, f I feel like I have gotten a, a good base of supporters there, but, um, but yeah, if I were to focus on one thing, if I were to focus on like what, like say I focused on absolutely just one thing over the next year or 10 years, mm -hmm. you know, just laser focus on that one thing of building up those supporters mm -hmm. like yeah yeah it's more than that's focus it's it's game over you start with the light bulb moment i love it that we were talking about it and then i had one in the episode i fucking love that anyway <laughs> you start with it you start with the motivation and then as as you said the focus on the one thing and that's where the discipline comes in and discipline outworks motivation all day long because motivation is a flying cloud motivation comes in some days you don't feel it so you know discipline is your schedule being blocked out with what the fuck you're going to do that day and you're going to get it done yes yes absolutely and when you can have clarity about those different actions then that is going to help so much over the oh huge yeah yeah exactly knowing knowing myself uh i've definitely fallen into this is if i am not clear on what the action is that's late that's going to be leading to that result i like then that's going to stifle my action right yeah so i'll tell you what i've been doing most recently again thank you for the concept of the dream 100 right yeah so got the dream 100. Thank you, Russell Brunson, for giving it to me. <laughs> yeah, for who? Who was that? Russell Br Russell Brunson of ClickFunnels is the uh, the original person that I heard that from. Big ups to Russell Brunson. Yes, sir. So, so, uh, so I've, I've actually updated that dream 100, which you're on. By the way, thank you. For hey, this. This was awesome. Yeah. So, <laughs> so listed that out and. Um, you know, with plans to contact these different entities, right? And so, so I want to go in detail. Like, what is gonna, like, what's what's gonna be a good impression? Like, what's gonna, you know, what, like, how best to 
endear myself to yeah. these different companies. <laughs> like, uh, so I'll I'll share another really awesome, um, really awesome win recently. Because you know, well, it shouldn't be a what surprise by this point. I'm a huge fan of Joseph Campbell, and it's long been an ambition to uh, to reach out to the Joseph Campbell Foundation. So initially, I, I tried on or uh, from their website, you know, I, I send an email. It was like simple introduction. Hey, I'm Matt Mays. I, you know, just want to introduce myself and create mythic art, all all that kind of stuff. Didn't get a response. But I also follow them on Instagram. So so I this is all I did. I just DM'd them like, hey, um, I just want to introduce myself. I'm Matt Mays. I've been a huge fan of Joseph Campbell. He's had a tremendous influence on myself as a person and as an artist and just wanted to say hello. And guess what? Somebody actually wrote back. Wow. So, yeah. So I got what you can do is ask. Did, like literally somebody it was like hey um thank you so much for writing he had a great influence on me as well and and you know thank you for for writing and i looked at that like oh my god they were somewhat fucking yeah man bad. oh and in there i'm gonna share this with my team so i'm like oh shit <laughs> Yeah, so it's actually crazy because not only for my business but for the podcast um the Instagram DM has been, it, it is such a powerful thing because it's not like uh, Facebook, you can kind of get through Twitter. You have to be following them or they have to be following you to actually talk to them. Instagram, you can DM anybody. So, you know, I've gotten a couple of guests that have like several million followers on, uh, you know, that are creators of different types because of an Instagram DM. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's powerful, dude. Which is which is crazy, and like there, you know, it started not just about the followers. It starts that they're like really, really cool creators. Um, but that, and you know, Instagram DM for that, and as well as for uh, business inquiries and like trying to pitch new clients, um, the LinkedIn Sales Navigator is incredible. Ooh, LinkedIn. Yeah, That's... reaching out on LinkedIn when it's business based, people are in that mindset already. Um, and you can send messages, you can start conversations and, you know, not everybody responds, but a lot of people do. No doubt. No doubt. Yeah. Oh, by the way, the story doesn't end there. Oh, keep going. Oh yeah. So after I got that response, I felt a little more enthusiastic and I was like, mm -hmm. well, what if, what if I did a really awesome sketch of Joseph Campbell? Like yeah, I dude. found, yeah, like I found, like I picked out a picture of his, like a good, you know, a good picture of Joseph Campbell online. And I did the honest to God best pencil sketch I've I think I've probably ever done. I think it's probably my best one, right? And so then I took a picture of and I was like, yeah, I sent it to him. I'm like, hey, I just, I just felt really inspired and I wanted to share this with you and, you know, hope you're having a blessed day so we'd love to know what you think and within about five minutes they <laughs> respond nice work like 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 the thing is like wow so yeah so there was a i mean the big lesson i got from that which i'd love to share you should send them a physical copy of it oh that's a wonderful idea 
<laughs> um, it's like they you hang it. You think that you think that these these people are just so like unreachable and so untouchable. Yeah. Well, but if you think about it, how many people are thinking that exact same thing of like, oh, they probably won't see it. They probably won't respond, all that stuff. And so forth, that message doesn't get sent, you know? And so ironically, the higher up you go, that people, uh, that you think people might not respond, right? And the more people that think that that hold that very common attitude, your message actually might have a higher chance of standing out because there are so many people that think that and therefore don't send that message. That's correct. Right. Well, if you're, if you're, if you're genuine about it, like you just start up, you know, not like asking something, you're just like, hi, you know, hello. <laughs> and you're, you know, and it, as someone who you feel really connected with, someone who you feel really inspired by, then like you're in a, I think you're in a really good position to actually make an impression with them. Yeah. You're actually, like you're actually, um, you know, genuine about it. Then, by the way, you know, if you want to take it a step know. further, if you want to take it a step further to actually like meeting them and talking with them, start a podcast. Which reminds me, <laughs> straight up, straight up, start a podcast, yeah. and you can be like, "Hey, I have a show. I'd love to have you on." Think about uh, and I've heard this said several times. Yeah. Like the yeah. mentality of, "Hey, can I talk with you for an hour?" is probably going to be a no, but "Hey, do you want to be on my show?" is probably much more likely to be a yes. Um, which which leads me to the program that myself and. <laughs> And my very, very good friend, yes, I have one, uh, which <laughs> uh, mine, me and my very dear friend, Scott Mason, have put together. We have a thing called Mythic Monday. Thick. And we, we actually just had an episode today. This is on Instagram Live. This is- Of course, of- yeah. Okay, a program. I thought you see you, you have a show. There you go. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. this is born out of our shared love of mythology and- uh, so Scott, aka the Myth Slayer, is a transformational executive leadership coach. And what he does is he works with professionals to rewrite these uh, these stories that we get stuck uh-huh. in, and, and put us more in tune with those that are going to align with our destinies, right? So he you know, and he does this through the lens of mythology, right? And of course, if you haven't picked up on it, yeah, love me some. Right. <laughs> so um so it created called he only watches documentaries people no <laughs> so so on mythic monday we uh we pick a specific mythic figure uh this week was none other than anubis the egyptian god of the dead and we'll go into their narrative to see like what's the meaning that we can find within their story so scott does most of the, the talking for the front half of the show and I create a live sketch while oh, he's talking. Sick. Yes. And dude, that's so good. People absolutely love it. We have we have numerous people who show up like week after week to to chat this out. Awesome. Are you is it on uh Twitch? Where are you where are you doing it? Uh, no it's it's on Instagram live and we do cool. this um we do this at 
8 a.m. on Mondays, or if you're on the East Coast, it's 10 a.m. And uh, yeah, so then then at the end, we'll come together and have a dialogue about like what's coming through the art, what's you know coming through the the meaning of the story. I'll get a chance to you know give like my take on the interpretation of the myth and. Yeah, so we, we just were uh, our twenty first episode today, dude. Yeah. Okay, that's yeah. huge because what? What have I? What? Have, what? Have I, what? I think I've told you about shows, but most most shows don't make it past three episodes. Yeah, like, literally, literally. That's actually the crazy thing. So po- for podcasts specifically, which you know you can actually. By the way, you should. Uh, is there any way to save? It's because I know a live is good, but is there, if there's a way to save the video, yeah. putting that up on YouTube yeah. and or whatever would be great. Yeah. Well, I tell you, that's definitely been, that's definitely been a conversation. We've definitely had like a lot of people ask yeah. like, if they can see the episode after the live version. And I'll, I'll tell you, um, the conversation that we've had is like one well, it, it, I was afraid that we we're, you know, we we're concerned that like it might take away from the purity of showing up at that time, right? Mm. Because you and I remember growing up, like wait, you wanted to see your favorite show, you would like tune in at that kind of sacred time for that show, right? So we have a lot of engaged, a lot of that's right? done now with streaming, right? Let me finish. Right, let me finish. Let me finish okay. though, right? So, so if someone goes like, oh. You know, and I don't want to do it. Like I want to, you know, just catch the episode, whatever, when it comes out. And, you know, that's for a thing. So there's definitely a dynamics between availability and some exclusivity, like exclusivity. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That time, right? So I didn't want we didn't want to take away from that. However, uh, we have had so many requests for that, and today, um, one of our very good very loyal um you know members people you know uh bibiana she showed up on our our show and she was like hey you know i can't always make it at this time um could you post this so we posted that uh scott posted that as a reel yeah and um so this one so this one is available as uh, as a as a reel you know so you can you can check that out but I swear, you're like probably the sixth person who's uh, who's asked if they can, if they could see outside of the live version. So we're because we're in the time now of we like to do things on our time when it works for our life. That's why streaming has done so well, um, is because you don't have to wait. Sometimes you have to wait, like you know, to see your episode every week. But like, you could also binge. Like it's you know, you have people that'll just watch twenty episodes, you know, in a row. Um, so I think having the option, like obviously the exclusive thing is like great. What I would even say is you can maybe wait a week. So, you know, have the live thing that's only out at that time for a week. And then you put up the, you know, this thing. So they, they can still have that experience of like, oh, cool. It's live right now. And we don't have to wait for, you know, the next one. Um, yeah. Have, having both, I think is great. Yeah. Well, that's, that's one thing that, that's, that stands true is like you really won't get the same experience as it being live. Like there's always going to yeah. be the benefit of like being live, being able to ask your questions and like, Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. Cause you're, cause you're a part of that. Comment on the art. Oh yeah. Like the interactive, the interaction there is amazing. That, 
Oh yeah. And this, this is something that Scott is just so wonderful at as, uh, as a host, you know, like every time that someone comes on, it's like, <laughs> like he'll so often like stop what he's saying, be like, I have to stop it all. I have to welcome this person to this. You welcome. Yeah, he's just yeah, like, yeah. he's so rad. He's just like, That's his whole cool. energy. so awesome. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So cool. I think, I think that, that even if you post him, they'll want to, I would say probably more people will come to the live thing when you have, because you want, they want that special, like that, that VIP treatment of like, you're actively interacting. That's huge. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's, I mean, you can't really replace that. Yeah, sure. I agree. So a little outside of the career, what's, uh, I'm interested because you have, you're such a, uh, you have so many aspects of your life that are, that are, you're up to. What is a hobby that makes you like relax and, and takes you away from it all? Oh man. Um, you know, I have, I have a number of things I love to do. Um, as far as the, as far as the creative, I've learned to really love dancing. Like mm. Lana and I go out, we go out dancing. Uh, we've got, um, love language is kind of one of their, one of the holdouts, like a bunch of her very good friends. Um, while a group of, group of her friends, they put together like this house music type, uh, type event every month right so we you know we try it's awesome go pretty awesome we're not like yeah yeah but we we love going another one is rhythm sanctuary they are in is it weepish and that's cool like an ecstatic dance type vibe you know which i find i you broke up a little so it was rhythm sanctuary rhythm sanctuary yeah okay which i find i find i really connect with that and love to dance that way regardless of the setting that Right. So I'll like, I'll be at love language or I'll be, you know, I'll be wherever, where, where there's dancing. And, um, I don't really have, uh, I don't really have a name for like the style and the way, the way that I dance, you know, the close, it's just know, Matt. It's just me. Right. <laughs> the closest, a joke though, the, the closest comparison would be, I don't know if you, uh, do you remember the, the fat boy slam video weapon of choice yeah. where, Walking. Christopher Walken, no doubt. Yeah, so it's it's Classic a long like video. Very, very. Oh, I have to see. I have to see that in person. I would love to see that because <laughs> oh, yeah. I am because I am a b boy, and that's pretty much the extent of. <laughs> I just I would, but it's so like if I don't have moves to do, I feel I just moving is hard for me. So like I want to get better at that. But I let you just I I can tell you have the freedom. Just bust out, man. Just you know, <laughs> do. You know, just doing doing what the sound waves come through me, like how I, how yeah. I feel like I want to do with the music, you know? I love but, it. That's the best, uh, the freest form of expression you can have right there with dance. Yeah. yeah, I mean, when you have, when you like have the music, when you have the bass going through and you can feel it coming up through your feet. Oh, man. Oh, God. By the way, by the way, that's going to be one thing that uh, when we are living our rich lives, <laughs> uh, more concerts is going to be happening because we yes. just had the only reason we haven't gone is if we don't have the money. Like we love live music and it's just, yeah, absolutely. More concerts and more abs games. <laughs> Fantastic. Fantastic. Get it, man. Oh, yeah, man. Well, let me hear. Let me let's wrap up here. Let me roll out the red carpet for you. Tell people, A, what you have going on in your life and where they can find you and everything. Yeah, absolutely. So 
Um, so I, I'm going to, a, I've got a few different shows happening right now. I've got one that is happening this Friday. It's at the Miris Gallery in collaboration with Catalyst Crystals and Jewelries, uh, uh, Catalyst Crystals and Jewelry. And it's uh, an after hours event. And I'm going to be doing live painting, vending, and also an unveiling that night. It's my first mm -hmm. unveil. Um, I've been working on this. Very gently. For over a, over and a half now. So it's epic. Very, very special. And there's another show in November with Redline Contemporary Art Center. I'm part of the, the, the core art group over there. And we're all, we're all doing a show that is Easter Brown the metaphysics, spirituality, uh, what's happening with us right now. And I have a few pieces that I'm completing for that show. Oh, that's sweet. You're uh, grinding. I love it. Dude, three pieces I'm, I'm working on for that one. And yeah, like I said, just the, 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 I mean, the number one thing is generating that base of supporters. And so that's yep. one thing I love to call in and yeah, get out there. That's the yeah. That's the number one thing right now. It's just what um, what Instagram account is that show on? Uh, it's Quantum Keyhole Studio, all one word. Sweet. Yep, yep. You can also find me on online. I have I have a website. It's quantumkeyholestudio.com. Um, got a got a link tree. You know, click so the, the way they spell it: l i n k e r dot e e backslash QK studio and you can find just about everything uh all the you know all websites. of these links will be in the show notes by the way so you can go check this man yeah. out and buy awesome. something for god's sake buy something from him he's incredible awesome yeah <laughs> oh wait speaking of, speaking of so the different things have got on offer i'm very proud of the array of different products i've been able to create you know at a range of a range of prices, a range of you know different yeah. availability and stuff like that. I've got uh, t-shirts, I've got tapestries, um, hoodies. I actually need to bring in. Uh, I need to bring in another order of hoodies. They're freaking awesome. I have I have a t-shirt. I have a hoodie as well. I love wearing them. Uh, greeting cards. I also do commissions. And one thing I specialize in. If you if you feel compelled to um, to invest into a custom piece for yourself. Uh, I love being able to do uh, mythic figures that you may personally align with. So say they, say you're someone who's like, you feel that like warrior charge, something like that. You're like, I feel like drawn to Achilles, like powerful warrior, yeah. healed and like, you know, invincible and that, all that stuff like that, like paint you as Achilles. How about that? <laughs> you know? Dude, for me and Shorty, it's uh, it's Vikings. Yes. <laughs> like we, she gave me uh, a, like a, you know, kind of fo not photo, but like a, a one of those like printout drawings or whatever of us and the kids as Vikings, which I want to continue. Like we got we um when we went to Norway, we went to the Viking Museum. The only and we usually get uh like bagels. It was, it was, it was, it's the coolest thing in Oslo, which is, sorry if you live in Oslo, it's pretty boring city, <laughs> but, but 
because we were we were wanting fjords and hill you know just the classic and that we were just on the wrong side of the country for it and it's fine <laughs> uh but but what we did get from the museum was a little metal viking ship and uh it's up on the mantle and it's you know because that's our the the uh it, it, i heard there's a, a great metaphor for marriage or relationships in general with a ship which is you got to keep it balanced you can't be it can't be too far to either side and going off course or it'll sink. So if you keep it balanced and you keep the communication open, you're going to be, you're going to be together for a long time. Brilliant. Oh, oh my God. A relationship. That makes so much sense. You motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) That's genius. See relationship. (laughs) I think, I think, uh, I think down the line, I need to commission a, uh, uh, our Viking family on our relationship from you. Oh, dude, I'm about it. Let's make it happen. Let's make it happen. <laughs> dude, thank you so much for being on. This has been an absolute blast, and you're you're my guy forever. And uh, just congrats on on all the success. And and dude, we, me so me and Matt occasionally will check in with each other to to just celebrate wins and celebrate our. Our, our both of our growth and uh just so happy to to continue to do that with you and we're both still on it and, and it's just awesome same here brother and you know i've started to pay more and more attention to like the people who i find show up more in my yeah. life consciously and subconsciously like who whose name pops up most often and your name consistently pops up you know oh yeah you know just over the years oh, yeah Long time friend. Talking about, well, the friendship, the friendship, you know, Aha. friend, the friend is going to keep going. Continuous, <laughs> the continues over the years, you know. It's like what, what shores with same thing with friendship with this with a ship, you know. You gotta, it's it takes two to have a friendship. It's not just a, you know, the people that you constantly hit up and that don't hit you back up. Like it's not a true friendship there because it's not balanced. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, what shores may we encounter and find glory on the other side and find our, our fortunes and, you know, build in the life of our dreams, damn it. Yeah. Yes. I'm, I, that's how we're ending the episode. That amazing freaking metaphor, which is what you do best. And, dude, you're just such an eloquent, eloquent speaker. I love it. Oh, thank you, thank you. Oh, and by the by the way, so for for those for those who are still on at this point too, <laughs> yeah. Thank you so, for uh, for so, uh, listening so, to our oh, ramblings. <laughs> yes. So um, so I do actually factually aspire to public speaking as well, and I find that you'd be good at as it. A, thank you. I find that as as an artist, that could be such an immensely powerful tool. To be able to reach people and to yeah build that that support with like the right people who who hear that message you know so that's something I feel really passionate about. Go after it, man. And you know I've started uh, started going after some of these different opportunities like that you know like actually recording me speaking and putting together a speaker like I'm actually going after it you know. And yeah yeah yeah. Hold up. I'm gonna see if I I'll send it to you afterwards. I have a website. That is a. I'm not sure if I sent it to you already, but is a is a resource for finding speaking gigs. Oh, awesome, awesome. Yeah, 
because that's I think you would do. Hold up, but no, no, I, I want to say it on here because this will it'll it'll help everybody else. I uh speakerhub dot com. Speakerhub. Oh, I've heard of that. Wait, you make so you make you make a you make a profile and you say like what you know the subjects you can speak on and then you can go actively find potential you know you can go pitch speaking gigs for for yourself so yeah definitely get on that anybody who want, who wants to get into that check that resource out nice love it yeah love it so well, Joe, this has been an absolute blast uh i appreciate it and uh i will see everybody next time <laughs>